Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. This week's podcast is all about one of those transitions that we all have to go through, and that is moving your little one from a cot to a bed. As a parent, that is quite a big thing as well, never mind a child. In what way? Well, just because, I don't know, they're babies, they're all safe and snuggly in their cot, and then you go to a bed, a bed that they can get out of, potentially they can fall out of, they've got a big duvet, they've got a pillow, you know, all those things. It just feels like they're growing up. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. And in their cot, do you know what? There is nothing more snuggly than a baby in a baby grow oh Mm -hmm. so soft and then you put them in their their little sleeping bag and i don't know it is quite it's quite a big transition for you and i think it's obviously pretty big transition for them but we're gonna talk about it so first of all how old are they when you i mean how young whatever whichever way you want to cut it how young do they come what age are we looking at what age are we looking at claire so this is kind of dependent it can be anything really from 18 months through to three years Mm -hmm. however i am just going to put out there that 18 months is incredibly little and i would probably say i've in my career and that's only my you know I've never really had a child go that young into a bed Uh, I actually much prefer them going into a bed when they're closer to three actually than Mm. the younger side and the reason I would say that is that they're just their learning and their developmental stage means that they can understand concepts a bit better Mm -hmm. And so actually when they're getting to nearer three years old, you can kind of say that it's a big, you know, it's a big girl, big boy bed. And that actually they understand the concept of staying in bed. They may, you know, when they're little, trying to, you know, that sudden freedom mm-hmm. can be quite hard for them to grasp. And so I've always found that if they're a bit older, they do tend to go make the transition a lot easier however it is child dependent as always Mm -hmm. and so there are a few things to look at and so again it depends on your child's developmental stage and what's going on um, and what might then trigger off the need to move from cot to bed Mm -hmm. so but um, what could trigger off a move from cot to bed if it's not training oh okay oh i suppose another new baby yeah yeah, go careful with that one. Oh, see, I always put the mitt curveballs in that aren't really anything. I know why. I know why. Can I go tell on, you why? On. Because if they suddenly get their cot taken away from them and given to a new baby, they're going to be like, well, who are you? Why are you in my cot? Mm-hmm. So you need to leave a bit of time, don't you, between mm-hmm. moving them. How long? Six months? Is, no. Well... I think it's just thinking about the amount of change that can go around having a new sibling and 
remember a bed is very much their safe space or their cot and so actually you don't want to create lots of change and so if it, that your child is not ready to move to a cot mm-hmm. sorry to a bed but you're doing it because you have a sibling coming so you're kind of doing it a bit early so that yeah personally i would just look you know do you need to make that move mm-hmm. at that point do you desperately need that cot straight away because is the baby going to mm-hmm. go into moses basket crib side sleeper all those sorts of things and if you've got a child who's just shown no signs being ready to go to a bed can you look at just getting you know a a cot that mm-hmm. might just see you through for a little bit to just give your you know older child the chance to adjust to the new sibling mm-hmm. and not feel that their lovely place where they love to sleep yeah. is being taken away because someone new's coming along mm-hmm. um so don't I, hold back on that if okay. you're unless your child is showing signs that they're ready to go to a bed okay. then do it in advance so how do you know though i mean what are the signs because that's uh, do you know what i don't even remember why we moved when no. why we moved the children from the cot to the bed i don't think it was actually a big thing but i think one of the, the reasons that it wasn't such a big thing for them is because we had a cot bed yeah and so it wasn't actually anything partic- it wasn't a different feeling mm-hmm. because it was the same you just, took the sides off. you just took the sides off yeah still a big thing though yeah i don't yeah it's funny isn't it but i don't really remember it being a massive thing i think that they were quite a bit older though like yeah. you say maybe they were like they were really ready yeah i so, think because i wanted to contain them for as long as possible <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately if they're comfortable and happy in there yeah does it matter kind of okay yeah um so there's a few things that can kind of trigger it off so one potentially could be toilet training Mm -hmm. so if you're toilet training now again obviously check out all our blogs on toilet training and things like that they don't necessarily go dry at night when they are dry in the day and toilet trained in the day however for some children they do Mm -hmm. and they will wake up in the morning and be like i need to do a wee and if they're in a cot and they can't get out and they're calling mm-hmm. and they potentially, you know, have to do a wee in their nappy, even though they may have a nappy on, it's not great for them if they can't get out and go. So there's an element where they may need to be able to get out of bed to be able to go for a wee if that's where they are with their mm-hmm. toilet training. Uh, one of the classics is when they suddenly realise that they can actually climb out of their cot. Oh, that's a bit scary. It is, and again, I don't think, if they've done it once, don't think that that's the sudden reason to move them, because actually it's kind of looking, sometimes they do it once and they are a bit like, actually, this isn't great fun, I'm not going to do it. So there are some things to stop the whole climbing out of the cot thing. If you don't think they're ready to go to a bed, then you can look at kind of things like, what are they wearing in bed? You know, if they're in a sleeping bag, it can make it more tricky for them to mm-hmm. get out of, you know, they can't mm-hmm. necessarily climb in the same way. Making sure they have the mattress on the lowest, lowest setting yeah. possible. Do you know what? When I was a parent, I still am a parent, but as mm-hmm. little ones, for quite a long time, I didn't even know that there were more than one setting on mm-hmm. a car. 
It's quite, yeah. it's quite, sometimes, because nobody really tells you. No. It's like all of a sudden someone says, have you moved your cot down? And you're like, what? I know. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things I think everyone kind of assumes you kind of realise and actually. Well, why would you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and so making it absolutely on the lowest setting. Mm. Although I did see an amazing Instagram post, actually. I think it was even just yesterday. They'd lowered it completely. And then they'd actually put some additional kind of like bars oh. the top <laughs> because their cot allowed for it. They were just like, we know our child's not ready. Yeah. We know they can't go to a bed, but they're starting to show signs they're climbing out. Uh-huh. And actually, we've done this. So it almost had extenders on it. Yeah, to actually make it safer. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, I'd also think about reactions, because I have seen so many people laugh when their child climbs out of the cot. And mm-hmm. you can't, you know, there are moments you see that this particularly if you still have a video monitor, oh, yeah. and you see them suddenly like, yep, and the leg's over and they're out. Yeah. And then they suddenly appear in the sitting room going, hiya. <laughs> and they're so proud of themselves. The thing is, if we laugh mm. or we react in a way, remember that reaction is what they remember to that action. Mm-hmm. So if they think it's going to make you laugh, they're going to keep doing it because yeah, everybody wants you? to make yeah. someone laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking, just bear in mind about reactions um, and then... But if they have started climbing out of the cot, mm-hmm. would you say they're ready? Not always. What, because just because some children are more... It's not that... It's just the act of climbing out. Yeah. It's not actually that they don't want to be in the cot. So I think it's just making sure... Obviously, if you can't make them safe mm-hmm. and it keeps happening and you're worried about their safety because they're climbing out, yeah. then you may have to make the move. But for some, it can just be... Yeah. a bit of a novelty and then they stop again mm. but I think you know it's about making sure that you're but, yeah maybe the, the reason they can climb out is perhaps because they need to be moved down a notch on the thing yeah, yeah. or you know and I think another thing if you do use monitor the really another if you can see that they're going to attempt it mm-hmm. going in and going no 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 put your legs down and time to go to sleep and just so that you just stop it in its tracks really mm. Um, the other main reason, I think, particularly if you've got to a slightly older age group, is that they might just have got too big for oh. it. <laughs> the toes um, are poking out the end of the bars. Yeah, and actually they're a little bit restricted. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it is a case where you go, actually, they're nearly three and yeah. they're still in a cot and actually they're a little bit squished. However, some children love that. They love that sense of feeling really mm. contained. Um, so they're kind of when you know that they're ready to move on and we've you know and like we said be careful that it's not making that move because you have a new sibling coming yeah no absolutely if they're not ready and so okay so you've decided that you want to move them Mm -hmm. or you know they're ready or whatever um because it could be that you're moving house or something as well couldn't it things Mm -hmm. like that but you have to be careful about that too don't you yeah, anyway, um, so what, yeah. what would you do? So, okay, so let's say you are moving house and you know that you've got to go to your new house and you're not going to take the cot with you. You've had your, your ch- children. Yeah. And why wouldn't you take the cot with you? I don't know, maybe you would. I think if you're going to move house, don't move house and change the. Okay, well, let's just leave that there. Okay, no, so. Just because. 
just rem- it's a bit like that's their safe place and if they're a good sleeper and they love their cot take the cot with you and just extend it a little bit extend it a little bit and then okay okay so let's forget about the movie <laughs> it's an it's something that no you do have to consider have to it but if you but let's okay so let's just say mm-hmm. you've toilet trained them they're showing tendencies of wanting to get out they're getting quite big blah 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 how do you prepare them okay for moving then so we're talking about you know definitely 18 months upwards probably on this but potentially more like mm-hmm. two two and a half three um so anytime you know you're thinking about that move prior to that babies don't need duvets and they don't need pillows definitely not under the age of 12 months um and i tend to not offer a duvet and a pillow until we're thinking about the cot to bed mm-hmm. change because actually they're quite happy in their sleeping bags and they're quite happy it's funny isn't it that we need pillows yeah. like now mm-hmm. but really when you're up until like you say like two three mm-hmm. You know anything, and yeah. probably any chiropractor or physio would say so much better to just lie mm-hmm. flat, wouldn't they? Probably yeah. it's amazing, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, sorry, carry on. Um, Tangent, yeah, <laughs> we love those. And <laughs> um, um, so, what you can do is if you're starting to think that, that transition is going to happen, introducing a little pillow, mm-hmm. and they you know normally are quite flat, mm. um, just you, you can know, get special ones, can yeah, you, for toddler ones, yeah, yep. And same as the duvet. And so you can have a little, you know, introduce the duvet whilst they're still in the cot. Mm -hmm. And like I said, definitely nothing before 12 months. And I wouldn't really say anything before at least 18 months. It's just not necessary. Um, And under one is is, not safe. No, and you must follow the Lullaby Trust guidelines on that. Um, but like I said, yeah. normally it's over two. Yeah. It works best. Um, so introducing a little duvet and a little pillow um, prior to going into a bed so they can get used to it mm-hmm. um, and get used to that kind of sensation of lying on a pillow. Although I've, I've seen so, so many children, you put a pillow in and they, they're just not even on it because they still move around so much in their cot. Um, and the same for a duvet, they tend to lie on it rather than in it so um but it helps them get used to it it doesn't fall off the bed and all of those sorts of things um there's obviously your usual children's books that you can read Mm -hmm. about moving to a bed and all of those sorts of things sometimes what we can do is move bedrooms and this sometimes happens when it's a new sibling coming and so we think oh wow we'll just make a whole new bedroom and we'll move them bedroom and cot and we'll move mm-hmm. them into a new bed and new bedroom. Um, and for some children, that's absolutely fine and they're super excited. And again, this is down to individual children, but it's also down to their age. Mm-hmm. But just, again, be quite conscious that their bedroom tends to be like their sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And if you're moving them out and you're leaving your cot in that room and you're going to a bed and there's a new sibling coming, <laughs> That's a lot to process. So you may, if you need to change rooms, you may want to move the cot into the new room, adjust them in the new room, Mm -hmm. and then change over to the bed. It feels probably quite a lot, but it sometimes does help. And the other thing I would say is at this point, 
if you are making this change looking at putting a stair gate on the bedroom door I was going to say that to you is that and also potentially making sure that any dangerous potentially dangerous things in the room yeah so make sure that your units are secured to the wall you can get special straps that Mm -hmm. secure drawer units and wardrobes anything like that Mm -hmm. to to the wall because they do tend to then wander and if they climb or anything like that so make sure the room is as safe as it can possibly be Mm -hmm. um and the stair gate i would always say put the stair gate on whilst they're still in a cot because actually what you don't want to do is do the bed and put the stair gate on because it's suddenly like hold on why have you put this at my door? Mm. Whereas if it's always been there when they've been in their cot, it just becomes part mm-hmm. of what they accept. And actually it's not another change that they're trying to deal with. Um, Why would you say that rather than just shutting the door? Because they're gonna open the door mm. and some of them will run straight to you, mm-hmm. which is fine. However, some of them might like to go on a little yeah. adventure. Yeah. And what you don't want is your toddler. Because you could, because I suppose with stair gates, they, they're obviously tricky to open, aren't they? They so, are. So you, yeah. ultimately it gives you that little bit of safety of knowing that they're not wandering downstairs, they're not going off, you know. Mm. And it, you know, again, it might be that you don't have it at the bedroom door, but you have it at the top of your stairs. Mm, definitely, or something. Yeah. I think it's just, it puts a little bit of a barrier between just freedom. Mm-hmm. And when you're fast asleep and potentially really tired, yeah, true. You don't necessarily wake as quickly. Yeah, no. And if they are, and you know, sometimes toddlers can go into stealth mode. Yeah. Normally they, you know, in the day they're normally really, you know, noisy, noisy yeah. and running around, and you know exactly where they are. But when at night, when they know that they are, and all me, is yeah. quiet, mm-hmm. they do tend and. I think in my head, I'm always like, if I know there's a stair gate... They can't get any further than their bedroom and you yeah. know that that's completely secure. Yeah. So you and can... even if they jump over the stair gate, which I've known some do, again, it's still a, a slight barrier. It'll slow them down a bit. Yeah, it does slow them down a bit. Um, yeah. And so uh, going back to kind of preparation, you know, including them in what does, you know, what does a new bedding look like? And like you said about... Um, you had cot beds mm. so lots of people have those they're a great investment because obviously they see you through for and so actually it's taking the sides off mm-hmm. and doing that and involving them in that and making sure that they know what's going on not that just suddenly they walk in and mm. here's a bed and it's brand new happen. and yeah so would you have that you take them to help choose the bedding and yeah. that kind of thing yeah and making sure that they understood what was going on and things like that so if it's new bedding then because i know that when i've got new bedding it's not the same no so you need to make sure that you wash Wash it it. potentially Mm -hmm. and the bonus of a cot bed is your sheets are the same oh yeah so actually actually it does help and also if you've used the little pillow and duvet and lead up to changing over then actually it shouldn't be too it should all be okay shouldn't it yeah um so if like on the day when Mm. you're doing it what do you do so again this is kind of age dependent and it's as always always about explaining to children what's going on um i would always try and do it in the morning if you can't do in the morning then it might be you know afternoon but 
they need time to adjust. It shouldn't be a surprise at bedtime. No. Um, and so talking about going to bed and it, you know, little things like you might put it all set it up and then you put their teddies in and like, oh my goodness, look, your teddies are in your bed and that they can play putting their teddies to bed and explaining. And I have to say that when I first start doing it with children, I tend to lift them in, even though they can probably climb in, oh, yeah. but lift them in because they're still used to that concept of the cot being lifted in. Yeah. And so there's an element where you put them in and oh. then you go and get them out it doesn't mm. last for long. Yeah, I was going to say, because soon they realise, hang on a yeah, minute. Yeah, and some are very switched on, and yeah. within about a couple of hours they work out. <laughs> Others have just go with it and follow it through. Um, and so always explain to them what's going on, let them look at it in the light, let them play in their bedroom, um, and so that they can get used to it before they have to go to bed. Uh mm-hmm trying to like, like i said the the bedding's all going to smell the same hopefully because mm-hmm. you've done that already uh and then try not to make too many changes and i think that's probably the theme of mm. what i've said the whole way through but you know can the bed be in the same position that the cot was in mm-hmm. because if you've suddenly moved their whole room around that's slightly disorientating as well mm-hmm. um so again can it be in the same position that it was when you had the cot so yeah that, when they wake up, everything's in the same place that it normally is. Yes, they they don't feel like they're in a, an unknown environment. Mm-hmm. But how, and how do you get them? What I always used to worry about, and I did end up getting the bed guard things mm-hmm. that use kind of they were almost like a cot side really below yeah. a low one. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend those? Because they do. Because because like you just said, especially if they're like at the younger age of they do move around their cots a lot don't they sometimes you go in there they're upside down with their head where their feet would Mm -hmm. were at the beginning you know and all that kind of thing so how do you yeah bed guards um can be a good thing and again some people don't have the option of a cot bed and they go to a bed um so again actually you know you don't want them falling out of it no because actually that's not very pleasant for For them. them no so uh there's lots of different versions like there's the bed guards that slide under the mattress right yeah i Um, think that's the one we had yeah Yeah. they were they were pretty much the only option for a long time and now there's certain things like um they're kind of like uh tubes they go under the bed sheet oh they actually go under the sheet yeah and then you basically have them either side so it sort of contains oh that's quite good yeah, yeah. And they can sometimes go the length of the mm-hmm. of the bed and so again it's a bit like a bowling alley you? <laughs> and you kind of slot them in yeah. <laughs> um but they can and they can also provide that element of comfort mm. but without you know sometimes having the bed guard up is a bit yeah too yeah. much um so yeah bed guards can be definitely if you decide not to go on the bed guard front then always try it depends on the height of the bed Mm. but do they need like um cushions or pillows um by the side of the bed so if they do fall out it's a soft landing yes yeah but personally i'd probably go down the route of yeah a guard yeah some description um and then there's also these are new products um but where you can get like the duvets that actually zip into this the sheet oh that's clever so that the duvet doesn't come off 
Right, yeah. And ultimately it keeps... Well, it's almost like a sleeping bag, isn't it, then? Yeah, it's a giant sleeping bag, basically. Oh, that's quite cool. Oh, there's um, also, like, straps. So you can put a strap underneath the bed, and then they clip on each end of the duvet. The duvet. And so, Mm. again, it keeps them big duvet on because lots of people talk about the fact that their little one moves and the duvet comes off they get cold they wake up yeah and I can I, can, I understand that yeah. that could be the case definitely and then obviously you've got a situation where potentially not obviously but potentially <laughs> like you said perhaps for a while they're kind of fooled into the fact that they are still not able to get out of the bed <laughs> but then as soon as they know mm-hmm. then potentially you could because to me if you You've got a bit of a window there, haven't you? Because if they get out and they think, oh, this is good, nobody's really doing anything, mm-hmm. and you just, you kind of go in and you talk to them, and do you, is it like a, you need to get in there and, and stop it, really, don't you, them getting out of bed? Um, yeah, you obviously, you have to bear in mind that it's a kind of exciting time yeah, for them. They suddenly yeah. realise that they've got a little bit of freedom and they're, they're going to see what happens. And they are going to want to know, mm. why can't they come back out of bed? They don't fancy going to bed. <laughs> and actually, they'd like to come down and watch TV with you. Mm. You know, and that's in their heads. So, well, why can't I? Because I can get out now. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Um, I think it's all about kind of keeping it calm keeping it that in your head you may have to be doing kind of the return to bed frequently on those first few nights or like you say sometimes children don't realize and then they clock it and Mm. then you've got it um and i think what i would always say is just keep calm keep consistent and if they keep coming out or they keep getting out of bed um and they're calling for you or whatever you just go back in it's like it's bedtime because it is a new thing that's the thing it's almost a new stage for you in terms of how to in inverted commas manage bedtime because always before if they've woken up you at least you've known that they can't get out they're not going to be able to come because i used to remember going downstairs and just sitting on the stairs sometimes yeah and you know and then your you know my mum would come and how long have you been there for yeah but i i remember uh one family he told me that when we were doing some work on this because they changed from a cot to a bed and their little one had really found his freedom and they were sat watching tv and had been for half an hour an hour and he popped up from behind the sofa oh he'd been there the whole time <gasps> oh my he goodness that'd quiet. give me a fright if you <laughs> and they were like where did you come from and he's like i just been watching tv with you and he's been poking his head around oh, the side of the team and they said they had no idea he was so quiet yeah um and do you know what? He was only yeah. testing out. Um, but it's being, you know, just keep instilling that confidence in them that you've got this sorted and you've got it contained. And it's like, okay, it's, it's bedtime. Back to bed, tuck them in. You just have to keep doing that. Yeah. Just keep going with it. Keep it calm. They may push it. They may keep coming out. You may have to do, you know, quite a few times. Mm. But what you want to do is just keep going with that message of no 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 it's bedtime it's okay we'll go back to bed tuck them in and then inside you're going oh you stay there (laughs) it's so much easier when you're in a cot Um, but actually let's get the sides back on (laughs) yeah there have been a few of those situations Um, but actually again if they were ready to move 
and all of those sorts of things mm, there's a likelihood that they're ready to go and I think if they've you've prepped them you've made it exciting you know you've got the stair gate at the door that actually they have a nice bedroom that it's all been a nice transition it might be a couple of nights of just that reassurance no no no, it's bedtime yeah and returning them to bed it's a bit like toilet training isn't it in terms of that kind of readiness for the next stage but it's also them going so what are my new what what are these rules what are the rules that go alongside what do i have to do yeah what's you know what's what's the situation because i suppose that is the thing about that the other thing about the having to get out of bed in the middle of the night mm-hmm. because if they do need a wee then it's you have to be mm-hmm. like taught what to do don't you yeah. like how do what do i do when i need a wee in the night mm-hmm. so it's almost like talking them through all of that isn't it it is if you need a wee in the night then you know yeah. what you do yeah um and so again all of those sorts of things are having mm-hmm. conversations in the build up to it and yeah so but like you say, it should be. It, it sh- if you've, you're prepared and they're prepared and they're ready, then it it should. Well, you never can say that, can you? No, because but I think it's just don't panic. But, I think yeah. sometimes what happens is you have the first night where they're probably you know for some children they might have 50, 60 times you're returning them to bed. Yeah. But it does. You know, it's just them learning, and it's just them. Yeah. Sometimes it feels bigger for us as well, though, doesn't it? That's what we've got to remember, that actually... And then there's an element where, like, it's just going into a bed. Yes. You're going to sleep in a bed for the rest of your life. That's kind of where we sleep. And you were sleeping in a cot. The only difference is that you had sides to it. Yeah, and that's our adult logic, whereas for children, that cot's been their safe place where they've, you know, loved sleeping with sides on. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? They haven't had a whole new freedom opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, I think that's yeah. the cot to bed transition. There's loads of tips there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really hope that helps and uh, that it will go successfully if you're listening and about to do it. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> that's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.